we can start. First, we can start with an opening prayer and commit today's service into God's hands. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us today. We thank you for today's session. We commit it into your hands. Holy Spirit, we pray and we ask for your guidance. We know that you authored scripture, and without you, we can't understand any of this. So we ask for your guidance and your leadership throughout each and every session and throughout this whole session. Lead us, guide us, open our eyes, open our hearts, and give us understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Powerful. So we can start today's session. We're continuing from verse 8 where we left off last week. We left off last week from verse 8. Genesis 40, verse 8. Taku, nice to see you on time today. <laughs> nice to see you on time today. Okay, so we're continuing from verse 8. Genesis chapter 40, verse 8. And today's session 31. And it's under the title, Dreams, Doors, and What Seem Like Missed Opportunities. So we're going to read. We're going to get to the word because uh, those who are late will find us through because it's 7.30 on the dot we are done. So Genesis chapter 40 verse 8 reads, I'm just going to read verse 8 and then take some points from that. And if there's some points that you saw when you were reading as well, feel free to share them on the comment section. So verse 8 reads, And they said to him, We each have had a dream and there is no one to interpret it. This is after Joseph is in prison and he is charged to serve the cupbearer and the baker. And he sees them sad, like we saw in the previous section and in the previous session of what we did. He sees these people sad and he asks them, why are you guys sad? What's going on? And then this is we, the premise of the verse. And then he said to them, and they said to him, we each have had a dream and there is no one to interpret it. So Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell them to me, please. I love this verse. So the first thing I want us to take from this particular scripture in this particular part is he asks them to tell him their dreams, not for gossip, not for anything, not for discussion, but because he was genuinely concerned. And the second part I want us to note from this is that part at the end of the verse where he says, do not interpretations belong to God. I found that part very fascinating because Joseph was a person who had experience in dreams. He had dreams of his own, and I'm pretty sure he was very well versed in the in the dream world and all that stuff. But we find him in this situation where people tell, he entices people like, "Tell me your dreams. What did you dream?" I was making me so sad. And even after they tell him, even before they tell him the dreams that they had, right? He says, "Do not interpretations belong to God." I love that in that moment where it could have been easily him taking the glory for himself and saying, you know what, I can interpret dreams. I have experience in these things. He goes in, instead chooses the route of saying, actually, no, guys, interpretations belong to God, but I'd love to hear what you guys dreamed. And what I took from this was that it's important to be a person who always gives glory to God. I feel like more often than not, in certain situations and in certain instances where we find ourselves, where we're really good at something, everyone is really good at something. And there's going to come a time where maybe people can come and they can hype you and say, oh, you're very exceptional at this. How do you do this? It's very easy in that moment to take all the glory for yourself. But it's important to understand that at the end of the day, you, you, are, you don't do this of your own volition. 
God gave you that ability and he's the one who works through you, whatever it is that you're good at. So it's always important not to get sucked up in the hype and in the praises of people because the praises of people are very interesting things because they can lead you down a strange path because now you become a person who leaves off the validation of people. So in this moment where Joseph could have very easily taken all the glory, he's like, mm, actually, no, interpretations belong to God and they don't belong to me. And I feel like that's also a glimpse into his character. He was a person who was very humble at this point in his life. He was a person who was very humble and who was willing to just give back all the glory to God. I love, I don't remember who said this. Someone said, Hans, you should always remember that God is a jealous God. And he will not share his praise and he will not share his glory. So if there's something you're good at, right? And you take all the glory for yourself, you have to be mindful of that. Because God wants his glory back. As long as you know that they, God has enabled you to do something, always choose to be a person who always be like, ah, take it, take the compliments with humility and always give the glory back to God. The verse about God being a jealous God is in Exodus 34 verse 14. And I also love that this shows us that Joseph revered God so much that even though he knew that God, whatever dreams these people had, God is able to interpret it. But even in that knowledge and in that wisdom and in that understanding, he still goes on and he says, interpretations belong to God, but I'd love to hear what you guys dreamed, right? So don't take God's glory, especially when it comes to anything that you're good at. John 15 verse 5, it clearly always, it, it's one of my favorite verses. It says, let's read it. John 15 verse 5. There's a part that I love where it says, Without me, you can do nothing, or apart from me, you can do nothing. It's important for us to know that anything that we do, as long as we do it, says apart from me, you can do nothing. Anything that we do, we do by God's grace and by God's enablement. And even anything, all the skills that we can claim that we have, you can be a person who's gifted at ABC, at this and that and this. It's important to always understand that that skill and that gift it came from God. It didn't just come from knowing. And like that verse that tells us, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 4, 7. It reads, what do you have that you did not receive? So ultimately, every single thing that we have, we received it from God and we have to always be mindful of that. Lest we get carried away and think, you know, I'm all that and I'm actually able of doing to do this by myself. It's important to always understand that every single gift you have and everything you're good at, it is from God. Another third point that I want us to take note of from this particular scripture is it's important to know that God speaks through dreams. And speak, scriptures have already repeatedly confirmed this. We see even in the case of Jesus, when he was a baby, he uh, Joseph had a dream that he had to run away with Jesus to a safer place because that, that he was going to be killed if he had remained in that place. So we see that constantly even in scripture, God speaks to people through dreams. And it did not end that then in the Bible. It continued even up until now. God continuously speaks to people through dreams. But you also have to be mindful when it comes to your dreams. You have to be a person who's very mindful because dreams can also be very misleading. And as much as God speaks to us through dreams, you have to be a person who's mindful because, you know, dreams can be misleading. There's a verse I have here. It's Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3, which reads, For in a multitude of dreams and many words, there are also diverse vanities. So you have to know that in as much as dreams are very reliable, in as much as dreams are great, in as much as God speaks to us through dreams, 
the devil can also use dreams. And we have to understand that our dreams are, they are affected by so many things. I wrote down some dream sort of principles that I've taken from some of the teachings that I've watched. I don't know if there are anything, any dream principles or any things about dreams that you've heard, maybe in a teaching you've heard, maybe at church. Do share, I'm very, I'm very interested to hear that. But I'll share the ones I have. So if there's anything you know about dreams, please do share. I'm very curious to hear like what, what are the different things you've heard about dreams? Because I feel like there's so many different teachings about dreams and you have to also be mindful about that. So I'm very curious. It's always nice to gather the information and then you try to make sense of it. The first thing that I heard was that, um, I think I heard this in a teaching I heard uh, a few months ago, I think last year, where the preacher was saying sometimes with dreams you have to be very mindful to know that, for example, more often than not, not every time, more often than not, if you dream about something bad once, for example, maybe if you dream of yourself getting into an accident, for the first time, right? What that normally means is it's a warning. It's something that is very probable that it might that it might happen. And God is sort of like giving you a warning to be mindful. This might happen. And then now it's your duty and you have to take it upon yourself to pray against that. And you have to take it upon yourself to speak against that. You have to speak things, speak life, speak the word that goes against that thing that you saw in your dream. And you have to revoke that dream. That's what he said. And then he also said that if you dream something bad twice, for example, you dream of yourself getting into an accident once. And then you dream of yourself getting into an accident two times. Half the time, when you dream about something two times, it has already been established like in the spirit. And at that point, now you have to pray sort of like prayers for God to preserve you through that thing and to lessen the intensity of that thing. So I don't know, guys, I, I this is something I, like I said that I just heard in a teaching. I don't know. What, what's your take on that? Have you ever experienced that? Something that you dreamt once? Something I'm very curious to hear about that. So I just heard that and I'm yet to actually put it into practice and listen to it and actually see it work because... I barely dream like bad things, but I'm very interested to hear that. Also, something that I heard pertaining to dreams, for those that are just joining us, we are talking about dreams. And I'm just sharing a few principles or a few nuggets on dreams that I've heard that I'm sharing with you guys. Okay, someone wrote something. Apple said, an interpretation of a dream can't exist before a dream. Like how people say, if you dream about this, then it means this. Perfect. I actually have a point on this, right? That she's saying an interpretation of a dream cannot exist before the dream. You know that thing that, for example, what's the thing that, that people say normally in Shona culture? That if someone dreams of someone in a wedding dress or you dream of yourself in a wedding dress, some people say it means death, right? But then this preacher now he was explaining, he was like, that is incorrect because... For example, there's two people. There's a person who's a wedding planner and there's someone who's getting married and there's someone who's single. They can all dream of wedding dresses and in each and every one of those scenarios and each and every one of those situations, the wedding dress means something entirely entirely different. To the person who's a wedding planner, it could mean business. To the person who's single, it could mean marriage. To the person who's... It would mean so many different things. So like what Epoche is saying, that the interpretation of a dream can't exist before a dream. 
dreams are very unique to individuals so those umbrella like um interpretations you have to be very mindful of those like yeah, if you dream of uh, what do you call it an ex it means you're going to die if you dream of a wedding <sighs> guys i think you have to be very mindful of those things and as much as some of those things may be true you have to be mindful of them also there's also that temptation i didn't actually write this there's that temptation that have you ever been in that situation where you dream about things that constantly happen like you dream about something then it happens and you know something to the things continue to happen you also have to be very prayerful about those things because the devil can also use dreams you see he can use dreams to lure you into certain paths into certain doors and you're like i dreamed about this i've dreamed about something two times and it happened you also have to be very careful right and another dream principle that i share that i can share that i've learned it's mind the last thing you expose yourself to before bed a lot of the times our dreams they're influenced by environment more often than not more often than not the environment they influenced by our environment what are the things in our environment in our immediate environment so be a person who's very mindful even before you go to bed try at least to read a scripture try at least to pray try to do something so that even as you go to bed that thing that the last thing you put in your word in your mind and in your brain it's something that is godly i've heard that it does something to you as an individual and it protects you from certain things even as you decide to go to bed right right so i think those are the only principles i have if you guys have some other principles about pertaining dreams that you've heard please do share i'm very curious to the people that are just joining us we are reading about joseph interpreting the dreams of the cabera and the baker so we are just talking about dreams we took a small detour to talk about dreams so if there's anything any principle any ideology true or false whatever that you've heard about dreams please do share so we can just have a discussion about it thank you apoche for that okay now we're going to verse 9 we're going to read verse 9 to 15 and then we're going to take the notes from there later genesis chapter 40 verse 9 then the chief butler told his dream to joseph and said to him behold in my dream a vine was before me and in the vine were three branches and it was as though it budded its blossoms shot forth and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes then pharaoh's cup was in my hand and i took the grapes and i pressed them into pharaoh's cup and placed the cup into pharaoh's hand and joseph said to him this is the interpretation the three branches are three days and now within three days pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place and you will be put and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler but remember me when it is well with you please show kindness to me and make mention of me to Pharaoh and get out of this house and get me out of this house verse 15 for indeed i was stolen away from the land of the hebrews and i also have done nothing that they should put me in this dungeon the first point i want us to take from this Okay there's another dream principle that we have here let's read it Pastor Andy says you have the power to cancel dreams as the dreamer if you don't like it I've heard that as well but sometimes if you wake up and you have a bad dream and it's something that does you don't align with and it's something that you don't want to come to come to come to pass you have the power to wake up and cancel it so please take note of that okay so the first point i want us to take from verse 9 to 15 is 
Joseph was able to help this man by interpreting his dream, right? And I love how even after helping these men and helping them to interpret these their dreams, he had one request. He was like, you know what, fine, I'm, I, I can help you to interpret your dreams, blah, 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 and he interprets them. And then he said, but I have one request of you. When you get out of here, please mention my name to Pharaoh. Please help me to get out of this place because I don't deserve to be here. I didn't do anything to be here, right? And I love how at each and every part in Joseph's life, he carried himself well, even in Potiphar's house, right? Even in jail. So in as much as he carried himself well and he ended up in jail, Joseph was not stupid. He knew that at the end of the day, I don't deserve to be in jail. I did not do anything to deserve this. And he didn't sit there and was like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm in jail. God will figure it out. If God wants me to be out of here, it's going to get it. It's going to get me out of here. Right. He took the necessary steps that he could take. And as far as his abilities, like, you no, know this is an open door. This looks like an opportunity. So let me use this opportunity to get myself out of here. And he, tell, he tells the cup bearer that, you know what? Please, when you get out, remember me and mention my name to Pharaoh. Right. And he did his part to get out of prison. So many times when in so many situations, we neglect the part of doing our part. And this is the point I want us to take. It's key because it points us to the importance of knowing what to do in seasons of hardship. Those seasons where you have to decide whether one, do I wait on God to bail me out? Or two, do I have to figure my own way out? And in this particular instance, Joseph was like, no, let me do my best. What, what I can do to get myself out of this situation, let me do it, right? And in a situation like that in life where you have to think, in this particular situation, do I wait on God or do I figure out my own way out? This is the part where wisdom comes into play. This is the part where the Holy Spirit helps you. This is the part where the Holy Spirit gets in and he acts as a guide and he helps us to understand that in this particular situation, God wants you to be still. God wants you not to do anything, just to sit. In this particular situation, God wants you to be proactive. God wants you to pray. God wants you to fast. God wants you to fight for your dreams and to fight for what he has in store for you. So it's important to know the difference between those two situations and how to act in each of those situations. Because Joseph could have easily been at fatalistic faith. And he could have easily said, you know what, if God wants me out of here, you'll get me out of here. And he just sits and he interprets this man's dreams and nothing happens. And if he had done that, it would have been a disservice to him. So it's important, like we learned this in the previous session, that don't negate or absolve yourself of the responsibility or the part you have to play. At the end of the day, you have a part to play as well. Because it is this man that Joseph interpreted his dream for. He said, remember me, the same man forgot him. But it's the same man that God used to remember him as well. So don't negate the part that you have to play. Right? There's an importance for you to play your part. Play your part, right? But always leave room for God to redirect you. That's the key part. See, in as much as you can play your part, Always leave room. To, I'm you not know, from this season. I don't understand what God wants me to do in this particular situation. Maybe God wants me to pray and to fast. I'm going to do that. But you have to be open to redirection. Maybe God wants you to be proactive. And you start, you know, making plans. Maybe, for example, you're applying for a visa. You're leaving the country. You're doing this. You're doing this, right? You're applying for a passport. 
but be open to redirection that I'm being proactive, but I'm also listening and watching to see what God will say to me. If God says, no, actually, I want you to remain in this country at this moment. You've been redirected. So you see, it's important to be proactive, but it's also important to be, open your eyes, open your eyes and hear and see what is the next step, what way is God directing you? Okay, there's a comment here. Pastor N says, you have the power, okay, I read that one. The power of character, not influenced by places we get to, but instead... You are the one to influence. That's powerful. Okay. So we're going to read verse 16 to 19. And I think that's where we're going to close. Genesis chapter 40, verse 16 to 19. Okay. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in a dream. And there were three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost back baskets were all kinds of baked fruits, baked goods for Pharaoh. And the birds ate them out of the basket of my, on my head. So Joseph answered and said, This is an interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift, you, will lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat the flesh from you. This is a very interesting part because the man is waiting and he sees that his friend got a positive interpretation. It's like, fine, this one got a positive interpretation. What is mine? This is what I dreamed, right? And I love how this also this is also something that gives us a glimpse into Joseph's character. He was a person who was not afraid to tell the truth. Joseph was faithful to deliver both the good and the bad message. And this is the mark of a true messenger or a true person of God. A true person who is sent by God or a true person, a true child of God. When you are a person who comes, when it comes to a place where you have to advise people in your life, you have to be a person who is able to deliver both the message of the cup bearer and the message of the breaker. You have to be able to deliver both. Okay, there's a comment there. Uh, Mash Boy Tosafari says, dreams have different dimensions together with their interpretation. That's very true. All right, okay, so we're back here. What verse 16 to 19 is telling us is basically Joseph was able to deliver both messages. The message of the cup bearer, which was good, and the message of the baker. And a lot of people love to deliver the message of the cup bearer, but they avoid the message of the baker. And that is flawed, especially when it comes to doctrinal issues, especially when it comes to even advising the people in your life. That is the wrong approach because you have to be a person who is honest enough. Joseph was able to stand and be like, you, your dream, this, you're going to be... A, you're going to be elevated and he was also able to deliver the bad message without missing a beat like you you're going to be hung right and for me what it shows it is it shows the importance of being a person who's able to deliver both the message of the cup bearer and the message of the baker you have to be a person who's honest and objective right even when it comes to the people in your life it's important to tell the people in your life the implications of the decisions that they are making be it excessive partying, be it alcoholism, be it promiscuity, be a person who is willing to tell the people in your life the truth. God loves you, but if you keep going down this path, it's not going to end well. That is not judgment. That is love. Love is honesty. If you love someone, you will be honest with them. Just like you know how even in relationships, people expect that if you love me, you're going to be very honest with me. Why do we not apply that same principle in our friendships or in the relationships that we have with the people close to us? 
when we see them going down a path that is supposedly bad and a path that you know that is going to lead them to a place that is very uncomfortable why then do we never do we hesitate and we cower at being a person at being people that are able to deliver the message of the baker sometimes you have to do it even if it but then you have to do it softly and with a gentle pace and from a good place right be a person who's able to be honest with your friends. Be a person who's able to be honest with the people in your life. Telling a person that the, the path you're walking and what you're doing, it might not end well. A person may resent you. A person may even hate you. But a few years down the line, when that particular thing comes to, it comes to pass and things happen a certain way, that person will remember you that my friend XYZ warned me and they told me about the implications of this. If they're a person who is wise and they're a person who is reflective, they will remember, the, my friend actually said this, this is not going to end well, right? And they will thank you for that. And as much as they may hate you. So sometimes true friendship and true love and true relationship is built on honesty. You have to be a person who's honest. And sometimes honesty is not an attractive trait. Because sometimes honesty tells you things that you're not prepared to hear. And sometimes it tells you things that you're not ready to hear. And enabling the people in your life and not telling them the truth is not love. Enabling people is not love. And telling the people truth is not judgment. I love the story of um, that commander, that army commander who had leprosy, right? And he goes to the prophet and the prophet didn't even come out to address him. He just said, he's like, you know what? Go to that river and dip yourself seven times. And the man, because he was a man of status, he, he, he was he was offended. Like, how, how can you say, he didn't even come to greet me. And on top of that, you're sending me to a very dirty river to bath myself. And so I can be cleansed. And he was offended. And even as he was about to walk away, one of his maids was like, ah. but my mother, if he had told you to do something very hard and something very complex you would have done it because this man had leprosy it's like you would have done it easily but then why is it that he gave you a simple instruction even then you're like ah but then is that river not cleaner than the one you're sending me to but is the instruction not is is the is the instruction not simple had he given you a hard instruction you would have done it but he gave you something simple and you you you're offended and i love that story because for me what i draw most in that story apart from pride and the other obvious lessons is it's important to have at least one person who tells you the truth in your life. One person. One person who's not afraid of you. One person who's not intimidated by you. One person who has nothing that they are trying to entice you to give them. You need at least one or two of those people that can look at you with love and with honesty as a friend and say, you are moving mad and you're not supposed to be doing this. You are moving mad and this is not the way you were supposed to handle this. The way you handled this was wrong. I think there's growth and I think there's more beauty in friendships like that where people are able to open a space and just be honest with each other. I don't know what do you guys think. So I have people that tell you the truth in that particular instance, right? So the next verse, I think we can read. Do we have time? Ah, unfortunately, we don't have time. So what I want us to take from today's session is the first thing that I want us to take is it's important to be proactive in as much as God is very able of delivering you out of certain situations, is don't negate the role that you have to play. As an individual, you have a role to play. What is that role that you're supposed to play in that situation? Also, be a person who's prayerful to understand what role you have to play so that you don't play the wrong role and you end up in strange situations. Two, we learned about dreams. Be very mindful of dreams. 
and we pointed out those principles about dreams and things that you should look up look out for and three what i want us to take from this particular lesson is it's important to be a person who can deliver the message both of the cup bearer and the baker don't be a person who just who's just comfortable with delivering the message of the <laughs> of the cup bearer only you're just delivering the message of the cup bearer that's all you give that's all you deliver be a person who is honest in each and every situation even if it means in very uncomfortable situations you have to deliver the message of the of the baker because the message of the baker i can imagine it was a hard for joseph to even deliver that message and tell someone that in three days you're going to you're going to die <laughs> after you've just delivered a favorable one i'm sure that it was very uncomfortable but because it's something that had to be done he did it anyway and he moved forward and it shows us a part of his character and a glimpse of his character that he was a person who was honest. He was a person who just told the truth as it is. And that's something we can learn from. So thank you everybody for joining today's session. See you next week. We're continuing from verse 20 where we are learning. I think we're going to go into the next chapter. I think we're going to have two sessions and then we're done. And maybe the last session on the Joseph character study, please, you can bring your notes or if you want to join the live and speak and tell us anything that you've taken from the story or your favorite part or your favorite session. I don't know. We're just going to have a very interactive discussion. Then afterwards, um, we're going to invite a teacher who's going to come and teach us whatever they want from the story of Joseph. And that's what we're going to do. So thank you everyone for joining today. If there's anyone who's watching this broadcast and you have not given your life to Christ, I would love to lead you into that. You just put your right hand on your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I accept that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me and for my benefit. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Live in my heart. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life. Help me as I lead this new life. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the session that we had. We pray that even as we go into the into our lives in this week, as we continue the rest of this week and the following week, teach us to be honest messengers, to be people that can preach both the message of the cupbearer and the message of the baker. Give us hearts that are honest and also speak to us in our dreams. Warn us, guide us, lead us, and teach us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. See you next week, guys. Same time, same place. Bye.